You know, we talk about the accidents of history. Had Al Gore, not that, well, characterized, had Al Gore won that election, I think he won it anyway. <laughs> When questioning election results was cool, that was Joe Biden about 15 years ago saying that Al Gore won the election. <laughs> you know, Democrat privilege, what can I tell you? Ladies and gentlemen, it is June 29th in the year 2022. I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Do me a favor and subscribe to our channel. And we're doing something a little different today because as you know, or as you hopefully only know in a very ancillary way, there has been this January 6th amateur theater hour happening in Washington, D.C., and we have not covered it here. I don't know that I've mentioned it more than once or twice in perhaps two or three sentences in a very passing manner because I think the whole thing is an absolute farce, much like the 18 impeachments. I mean, they impeached him for eating McDonald's, they impeached him for two scoops of ice cream, they impeached him for ketchup with steak, the whole thing. Nobody cares about this thing, it's a complete farce. The only people who care about it are the people that are just trying to support the swamp, the people who are just trying to make sure Trump can't run again or that you know they can continue to pin half the country as a bunch of white supremacist racists and the whole rest of that. However, however, yesterday something so remarkably idiotic happened in the hearing. Uh, many of you watching this, if you're, if you're on the Twitter and you probably shouldn't be on there, you probably saw the clip already, but something so stupid, so ridiculous, such a perfect example of why everyone hates all of these people and why nobody trusts the media or our political establishment happened that I said, I have to show it. I have to show it. We have to analyze it. We have to talk about it because these people are horrible. So that is going to be where we start the show. And then from there, I thought, all right, well, that'll give us a nice springboard to say, okay, well, the Dems seem to be running on January 6th. They really are. I mean, they're still all talking about it. This is a very scary thing. They're learning new information 18 months later. My God, they're running on that. And what are the Republicans running on? And we are going to compare and contrast. That will be the Rubin Report for today, January 29th, 2022. Uh, before I get to any of that, though, let me talk to you real quick about real estate agents I trust. People, I want you to move to Florida if you're a good, sane person. You know, buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do, and it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment. That's a ton of responsibility, and you need an agent who takes that seriously. That's why I recommend Real Estate Agents I Trust, founded by my good buddy, Glenn Beck. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework talking to every agent before inviting them to join their network. And here's a big one. They only work with full-time pros, no part-time or inexperienced agents. Their, their team makes the introduction and then follows you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records and are the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you want to go. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com today and provide them with some basic info. They'll reach out to you for an introduction to their preferred agent in your town and then you move and live happily ever after. Okay, so what's happening here in the world? First off, before I get to any of that January 6th stuff, one of the things that I think I've been kind of 
hitting on over the last couple of weeks is that we're getting some big wins here. And that's why the hysteria keeps ramping up. That's why the fear keeps ramping up. That's why they're telling you COVID-2 is coming and the rest of it. But the wins are coming at sort of every level. Not only are they happening politically, but they're happening culturally. Uh, so you may have heard of this Joe Rogan fella. He is a comedian and an MMA guy. He has a, what I'm told is a very popular podcast on the uh, computer there. And uh, he had Gina Carano on uh, yesterday. And Gina Carano, who of course you know, she was the actress uh, in The Mandalorian who then tweeted out a meme and got fired. Disney fired her. She was a, a really like almost the perfect example of cancel culture, complete nonsense. Well, anyway, Gina Carano was on Joe Rogan's show yesterday and Rogan now is even saying that he might support Ron DeSantis. Yeah, so all this stuff is happening while we have a dead man as a president. Yeah. You know, it's it's just um Are it's you throwing not, out any it's not um, fun. any support towards anyone or are you going to hold off and uh cuz I know didn't Elon Musk uh come out recently for DeSantis? Yeah. yeah. I think Ron DeSantis would work as a good president. Mm -hmm. I think I mean what he's done for Florida has been admirable. Look at I feel like I'm doing breaking news right now. Yeah. That wasn't even on purpose. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I feel like what he did for Florida, a lot of people gave him a lot of grief, but ultimately he was correct. He was correct when it comes to like deaths. He was correct when it comes to protecting our vulnerable populations. He was correct in terms of distribution of monoclonal antibodies. And he was furious when the government tried to pull those. They were trying to pull very effective treatments. You know, he is not perfect. He's a human being. But um, what he's done is stand up for freedoms. And mm. people think that, that so there's, there's some weird gaslighting shit that went on where people equated freedom and saying the word freedom to like right wing bigotry and hate it is so strange. OK, so I actually think this is a pretty important moment because obviously Rogan has the biggest podcast in the world, right? And the fact that he's coming around now and saying, man, maybe that guy in Florida, that Ron DeSantis who didn't lock everybody down, who went and said, hey, there are alternative treatments beyond the vaccines like monoclonal treatment, uh, which eventually the federal government stopped Florida from being uh, allowed to administer, uh, that he's fought critical race theory, that he's fought all of this gender stuff. And then what he says there really, that freedom then got conflated with somehow being far right or racist or any of this stuff. It's like, I want him to feel even more uh, juiced up for Ron DeSantis, obviously, uh, but that's, this is good. This is really good marker. And what's interesting about this, well, it's interesting at a couple levels. First off, it's interesting that Gina Carano just kind of threw it out there. You could tell she didn't even know what she was saying. Like, you know, she's sort of saying, hey, are you going to vote for anyone? Is anyone working for you? Knowing that as she's saying it, people are going to pay attention to that clip. They're going to clip it, talk about it, et cetera, et cetera. But Rogan has millions and millions, especially of young people who listen to him. And if some of them are on the fence and if some of them have still been paying attention to mainstream media and some of them are worried that Ron DeSantis is this mean dude and he hates gay people and all of these things, it's like none of it's true. He has relentlessly fought for freedom and Rogan signaling that he might vote for him is really, really good. Why is it also good? It's also good because it might signal to some other impactful people that you can put your name out there and say, hey, I'm not, I'm not just a lib anymore and you're gonna survive. Who might this work for? Perhaps that Bill Maher guy who I talk about all the time, who often is praising Florida and praising all of the things about freedom and just shot his most recent HBO special down here in Miami, but then at the same time on his show, had to go out of his way to say he's not moving to Florida. Well, it's like, all right, Bill, 
maybe you can come now. Maybe the rest of you sort of good liberals, non-woke liberals can all come. So this is what you need. You need people to sort of punch through the firewall. And the firewall is always, oh, but Republicans are racist and scary and mean. But if you can convince a guy like Joe Rogan to do it, maybe you can get a guy like Bill Maher. And then how about that Elon Musk guy? Because remember this, from about two weeks ago, someone asked him online who he's leaning towards. One word, DeSantis. Yeah, that's right. So something is shifting here and it's good and it's real good. So I hope that Rogan will continue to go down that path and realize that freedom and low taxes and making decisions for yourself are the exact reasons that he fled California, what, about a year and a half ago. And we showed that video yesterday of me on his show from four years ago, basically predicting that he was gonna move to Texas because of low taxes and all of the authoritarian nonsense of California. So your life sometimes becomes a living, breathing example of the things you eventually start realizing and talking about. He realized he was getting taxed. He said, okay, I'm moving to Texas. Now he's realizing Texas is pretty good and Florida is kind of like Texas and the guy running Florida is pretty good. All right, you guys got the whole thing. But why is it that people are now coming around to DeSantis? Why is it that they're sort of realizing, oh, I can say it and I'm not gonna be destroyed? Well, it's partly because Ron hasn't been destroyed. Governor DeSantis hasn't been destroyed. He stands up against the media. But it's also because he's campaigning on the right things. He's picking the right fights. And the Democrats are picking all of the wrong fights. So we have some interesting info here. This is from, uh, this is a tweet from RNC Research. Uh, and it's a, a poll that CBS News did asking about how important investigating January 6th was. And look what's going on here. This is really incredible. From first to last, in terms of what voters actually care about, here's the order. What they care about most to what they care about last. Inflation, they care about that. Economy, crime, gun policy, immigration, abortion, Ukraine, climate change, COVID, January 6th. Now, do you see what just happened there? The top five of those things are all things that conservatives, Republicans, whatever you wanna call them about, call them at this point, are running on and doing well. These are things that they are doing well. Inflation, they're fighting Biden on this and, and for the most part saying, okay, we can't just keep printing money. That's directly connected to number two, economy. Crime, obviously the Democrats are destroying all these blue cities. Gun policy, you're not gonna believe this. Republicans happen to believe in the second amendment more than, more than Democrats do. Uh, immigration, well, it's Biden who's got the border open. And then what is it that the Democrats seem to care about? Climate change. Okay, you may care about climate change or not. Every 10 years, they tell you something different, so be it. January 6th, nobody cares. COVID, we're over all of the nonsense. So you can see a real split happening here in terms of what people actually care about. And you gotta remember that when you go and vote, uh, not only for primaries, which are happening all across the country and some happened even yesterday, uh, one of the big ones was that Lauren Boebert won her congressional race uh, in uh, Colorado. Um, but especially you have to remember it when you vote uh, for these midterms come November. Uh, okay, so we're about to get to this January 6th thing. It's just so incredibly, spectacularly stupid. You're just gonna love it. Uh, real quick, let me talk to you guys about Policy Genius. You know, let's face it, shopping for life insurance is no fun at all, ain't that the truth? All that hunting down the quotes and keeping track of who's who, it can be a real hassle. But if you've got people, if you've got people who depend on you, children, parents, or even business partners, it's incredibly important 
Policy Genius is your one-stop shop to find the insurance you need at the right price, and you can head on over to policygenius.com slash Ruben to get started. In minutes, you'll be able to compare personalized quotes from top companies to find you the lowest price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. They don't add extra fees, they don't sell your info to third parties, and they have thousands of five-star reviews across Google and Trustpilot. They have an option that offers coverage in as little as a week and lets you avoid unnecessary medical exams. Since 2014, Policy Genius has helped over 30 million people shop for insurance and has placed over 150 billion, billion with a B, in coverage. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies. So get started today. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Ruben to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. And now back to me. Okay, so here we go. This is a big moment in the history of the Rubin Report. Dave Rubin's going to talk about January 6th, the scariest day in American history. Well, first off, uh, they were covering it on CNN. And enjoy this little snippet. I, I think it has not been good for the former president. I think we've, we've made a case that he was responsible for uh, 9-11 he, uh, or, or January 6th. He should not have been... Uh, pushing the the election uh, lies. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? I don't know who that woman is. It doesn't even matter. Middle of the day, they're wasting time on January 6th, and this woman thinks that she's blaming Trump for 9-11. I get it's just a verbal flub, but it's so indicative of the bigger problem with these people. They think Trump is the center of the universe. They think all problems under Trump were because of Trump, after Trump were because of Trump, and before Trump were because of Trump. One more time, 9-11. I, I think it has not been good for the former president. I think we've, we've made a case that he was responsible for uh, 9-11, he, uh, or, or January 6th, he should not have been uh, pushing the, the election uh, lies. It's funny, I said to you guys, I didn't even know who the woman was. Connor wisely pointed out in the middle of this, uh, in, during the clip, her name is Allison Stewart. She's a Republican strategist. So even the Republican strategists who they bring on CNN have in the recesses of their brain that somehow Donald Trump is at fault for 9-11, just absolutely ridiculous. But that is not why we're covering January 6th today, is because of what I'm about to show you now. So during this complete clown show, I mean, this, this whole thing is a clown show, fake crying, Liz Cheney pontificating. I mean, it's just complete nonsense. But yesterday they had this woman uh, by the name of Cassidy Hutchinson testify. She's a former staffer to Mark Meadows, who of course worked uh, for the president, the president at the time, Donald Trump. And uh, by the way, when, when they testify in this thing, there's no cross-examination. Nancy Pelosi has picked all the people on the panel. So this is not a trial in any sense of the way we would think of a trial. So if you think of a witness being called and then being cross-examined by an impartial jury, none of that applies to this thing. This is a complete Nancy Pelosi theater program. That is what this is. But this woman, Cassidy Hutchinson, she worked for Mark Meadows, We've never heard of this woman, right? For 18 months, uh, she had this bombshell that you're about to hear and she didn't tell anybody, but here she is and she's very emotional because something really, really nuts happened 18 months ago. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president 
reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. You know, I took uh, acting class in uh, about 2007 for about six months. Uh, little known fact, I was in acting class with Melissa Rausch, who played Bernadette on Big Bang Theory, one of my good friends from stand-up comedy. She went on to be quite a successful actress, so I know a little something about acting. That woman is an actress. The way she spoke, the way she moved her hand, and also just putting aside what anyone said, she also said she wasn't there. This is something she heard from somebody. Somebody told her that this very ridiculous thing happened and Liz Cheney is staring at her the entire time. My God, this my whole life depends on what you're about to say. I also sat on this information for 18 months that you really need to think about this. He's the president of the United States. They're in, it's unclear now. It sounds like she also might've lied at least on a couple accounts there because at first she, the implication was that they were in the beast, which is the car that they move him around with, which would have been literally impossible for Trump to have lunged and grab the steering wheel. Really try to think about that. Trump lunged over and grabbed it. Why do we have no video of the car just like zooming out of control, veering out of control, driving into a garbage can? And then he tried to grab the agent's clavicle. I mean, this is just the height of absurdity. So anyway, this clip is going viral yesterday and people are everyone that's sane. And there are some sane people out there. Everyone's sane is like, this is just such, BS, like it reads as BS, she reads as a bad actress. This is so rehearsed. Liz Cheney with her sad, my face is falling off, I'm so sad, this is such serious stuff. Anyway, everyone realizes it's complete nonsense. And then this tweet comes out. This is Peter Alexander at NBC, okay? So this is not a friendly to Donald Trump. And this is what he said, but he is, he is a journalist, you know, to some level. He says, a source close to the Secret Service tells me both Bobby Engel, the lead agent, and the presidential limousine slash SUV driver are prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted and that Mr. Trump never lunged for the steering wheel. I mean, it's just so perfect. It was obviously fake. Now you have the agent saying that they'll testify that it was fake, but the media really loved it. And by the way, I believe it's on the front page of the New York Times today. And I believe it's on the front page of the Washington Post today, the bombshell. And also just think of the absurdity, 70, how old is Trump now? 74, something like that. 74 Trump lunging for the steering wheel, pushing an agent out of the way, driving the car. It's all, it's so bananas, but they have broken so many people and Trump derangement syndrome is such an all encompassing mental state that a certain amount of people believe it. The same people who wanted Trump to step down because he drank water with two hands, thinks he's pushing agents out of the way, grabbing a steering wheel and driving to the Capitol so he can take over with the guy wearing the Viking helmet. Good God. Anyway, here's a video of Democrats questioning the results of the 2016 election. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's the real thing. That's what I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? <laughs> <laughs> 
Folks, look, I absolutely agree. One thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Stolen emails. Stolen drone. Stolen drone. Stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump. So... There you have it. Those people actually questioning the results of election, contesting an election uh, in Congress, calling him illegitimate. Believe me, there were many, many more videos that we could have shown you of them doing that. But, you know, when they do it, it's not an insurrection and it's not a threat to democracy because they're Democrats and they're good guys. And it's you white supremacist racists who watch shows like this that cause people to freak out. That's the problem. But why are they doing all this? Why are they doing all this? Uh, And why are they having their little show trial? As I often tell you, it's to keep the shell game going. They can't have you see where the ball actually is and pick it up and go, okay, I won. They can't have you do that. They got to keep the thing moving all the time. So we thought this was really spectacular. Remember last July 4th, since we're just a couple days away from the birth, the anniversary of the birth of the United States. uh, Remember last July 4th when the White House put out this tweet? Planning a cookout this year? Catch up on the news According to the Farm Bureau, the cost of a 4th of July BBQ is down from last year. It's a fact you must herd. Hot dog, the Biden economic plan is working, and that's something we can all relish. And then what they're showing you there, amongst that full table, uh, is that the cost of a 4th of July cookout in 2021 is down 16 cents from last year. They showed that. That was not a parody. I am not making that up. Connor, you did not Photoshop that, did you? No, you grabbed that from the White House official account. It's up there. They thought that was a good idea, that saving 16 cents when you have a big July 4th party with the hot dogs and the beans and the whole thing. And as Steve Martin wisely pointed out in Father of the Bride, why is it that they sell you hot dogs in six package, you know, a package of six and the buns in eight. It's like, are the hot dog people working with the bun people to keep everybody off kilter? That's an, that's actually an interesting economic issue, but they had saving 16 cents and they were bragging about it. Well, what's going on this year, a year after uh, Joe Biden's been running the show? Look at this. As we know, inflation has been impact, impacting the cost of nearly everything. And unfortunately, that also includes your 4th of July barbecue this oh, year. You knew yeah. it was going to happen. The American Farm Bureau Federation says it will cost almost $70 to feed 10 guests at your Independence Day cookout. It's about a $10 increase from last year. Beef is behind the biggest price jump. The cost is of about 36% more than last year. Chicken, lemonade, and potato salad also have some of this year's largest price hikes. So just remember, when you saved 17, 16 per, uh, cents, not percent, when you save 16 cents last year, the average cost of a cookout this year for July 4th up 17%. So we're talking 16 cents, and I hope you spent it well. Maybe you put it into Bitcoin. Uh, and uh, now it's up 17%. I am guessing that the White House is not going to be tweeting about that. But fear not, people, fear not. Joe Biden is in charge, and if he was to ever break his hip or anything, we've got Kamala Harris. Now, in- inflation is, is really high. Are you concerned about a recession? The administration said um, that they weren't, weren't that worried about, the in- about inflation, and mm-hmm. then 
that changed? I think that there can be no higher priority than what we have been clear is our highest priority, which is bringing down the costs and the prices as much as we possibly can. And we will stay focused on that. I wish you would find something else to focus on, lady, because everything you focus on turns to shit. Uh, but all right, putting aside inflation for just a moment, the other big issue that they've got right now is the border. And we know you guys are watching this show, so we've covered it plenty. I mean, the border is in effect open right now and thousands of people are pouring through the border. We're giving them phones, we're giving them benefits. We don't know where they are. Much of this happened while we were in this pandemic and they were allowed to come in without masks while we wouldn't let our own citizens from foreign countries come in with masks. I mean, just all of the, the litany of nonsense, right? Uh, it just never ends. And then of course, yesterday there was actually a, a truly horrific, tragic event where 51 migrants were coming in in a van that I think caught fire, right? Uh, what happened? Did it catch fire? I think it caught fire, but 51 migrants were killed. Uh, on their way in because the government has signaled to people, uh, Health and Homeland Security Director Becerra and Biden and Kamala, they have signaled to people, oh, you can come. And then every now and again, they go, oh, don't really come. Uh, but they basically said, come. The van was actually abandoned in the heat and they, they in essence died of heat stroke. It was a semi-truck. I mean, horrific, like actually just like beyond horrific, whether they should come here or not, 51 people are dead like that. And their only reason they're dead is because they thought they could get in because our policies are so muddled and they probably knew people who did get in. So what's happening is as this type of stuff leaks out, even the people who have backed Biden, who have backed all of the progressive policies, who have called Trump and the rest of us racist for wanting a wall or wanting a border or whatever else, even they are now realizing that they were wrong. And here is guy who is pretty much always wrong about everything, Joe Scarborough. It's one thing I don't understand. Uh, it, it, it's kind of like when I talk about homelessness, there's nothing progressive about having people uh, sleeping in 10 degree weather, sleeping on grates. That's not progressive. There's also nothing progressive about encouraging migrants to risk their lives going across the desert uh, to come into the United States illegally. It's just extraordinary though, because it is progressive to do that. It is progressive to say that borders are not good and that everyone can be here and we are here for everybody and open for everybody. And by the way, we're also the most evil racist country on the world. I don't know why you wanna come here, but okay, you can still come here. And yes, homelessness is progressive because everywhere progressive politics are put into practice. That is where homelessness thrives. That's where you get tent cities. That's where you get the drugs and the rest of it. Do I have to go through Seattle and Portland and uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles and Denver and everywhere else? That's where it's happening. So you can say it's not progressive. And I get that you guys, you know, you pretend that we all are, there's something wrong with all of us, but I get it. You guys have like a bug in your brain. And that bug is like, you cannot make the connection between all the stupid things that you say and do and votes that you make. And then what that actually does to people on the ground. So you're saying it's not progressive, but actually it's the most progressive thing. Having people come to a country uh, that there is not enough uh, resources for them or have uh, high tax positions so that more and more homelessness comes into a city. These are the progressive policies of today. It's just that you sound like a nice guy as you're ruining everybody's lives. We've got more from the televised mental institution known as MSNBC. Here's Willie Geist realizing finally that uh, Biden and the Democrats have a problem. 
There was a special election just a couple of weeks ago down along a border uh, district, uh, a place where a Republican hadn't won in a very long time, and a Republican took that took that district. So there, we've talked about this with progressive pollsters, by the way, who say this idea that Latino voters in America are all in, and they're they have this open mind, and they'll go with Democrats wherever they go on immigration is just wrong. It's just it's just folly, and it's not true, and it's patronizing in many ways to make those assumptions. So yeah, Democrats will have to reassess because some of them may not want to use the word crisis, but it's exactly what it is down along the border when you have Customs and Border Patrol having. 7,000, 8,000 encounters and apprehensions a day on the border. That is a crisis. So there's a couple of interesting things there. One of them is that uh, the Republican that he's referring to, that he refuses to say her name, you know her name, it's Myra Flores. She won in Texas's 34th district as a Republican. It had been Democrat controlled for 100 years. You may remember that Elon Musk supported her. He said it was the first time he had ever voted for a Republican. It is a border city. It is a place where people are getting the first hand, the first order effects of this crazy immigration policy when, when the Biden administration refuses to protect our border, which is one of the few things that the federal government is actually supposed to do. Uh, but they won't say her name. And, and that's not nothing. Because think about the way the entire mainstream media pushes AOC down our throat, pushes Ilhan Omar down our throat and the rest of the squad. We know their names because they're good, young, pretty or something, progressive politicians, so we should all know them. But here you have a young woman who is a mother, who is Latina, uh, who is an extraordinary human being. Uh, she wins in, in Texas, right? Getting rid of 100 years of Democrat rule. And we're not even gonna say her name. We're not even gonna say her name. Well, guess what? She went to DC, Myra Flores, I'll say her name. She went to DC, she brought her kids, she was getting sworn in, and look at the way Nancy Pelosi treated her young daughter. This is absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible. Uh, we wanted our pastor to come into the picture. Pastor? Yes. 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 Now, Nancy Pelosi is just a vile, disgusting, alcoholic, swamp creature of the worst order. Um, you don't elbow a kid like that. I have never elbowed a kid like that in my entire life. You don't do that. Why wasn't that all over the news? Imagine if a Republican did that. Imagine if Ted Cruz had just elbowed uh, some Democrat's kid. You think you'd hear about that? Rand Paul, elbowed a kid. But Nancy Pelosi, instead of saying, oh, excuse me, young lady, we're trying to get the picture here, and oh, why don't you move forward this way? Uh, Joe Biden would have sniffed her hair. So I guess is, is elbow, which would be worse, would you say? Elbowing or sniffing hair? Sniffing hair seems worse to me than just a casual elbow. But I think that we could all argue uh, either way. Uh, but the point is, she just elbows this kid. What, what, I mean, these people are absolutely horrible. And once again, this is just Democrat privilege. You're allowed to elbow uh, a young Latina girl to get out of the way in the picture. And by the way, the girl took it she took it on the chin, so to speak. I mean, she took it with total class. She didn't do anything that she shouldn't have done. I mean, but Nancy Pelosi is a vile wench and a disgusting human being. I uh, just want to be clear about my feelings on uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, but the other issue, uh, of course, that the Democrats keep running on 
is all of this nonsense related to gender and wokeness and that just because you were born a boy doesn't mean you're actually a boy and everything else. Uh, here is Rachel Levine, who is the guy in charge of, uh, what is he? He's the deputy health secretary uh, and uh, very excited to talk about uh, kids chopping off their genitals. Gender affirming care is life saving, medically necessary, age appropriate and a critical tool for healthcare providers. As a pediatrician, when it comes to making sure kids are healthy and happy, I know how important care that affirmed someone's true identity can be. Okay, first off, there's no science behind what he just said right there. That person also lived their life, their entire life as a man until a couple years ago, right? About five years ago, that was a dude with a wife and kids and the whole thing. Now dresses up like a woman, and, and we are supposed to pretend that there's any science between gender-affirming care. Also, think about the way they use the words backwards. Gender-affirming care, if you were affirming someone's gender, wouldn't you be saying, oh, you are a biological girl. We will do everything we can to affirm your gender. You may have some feelings within you uh, that are not connected to your biological gender, but we are going to either disaffirm that or when you become an adult, then you can live the way you wish to live, okay? That would be okay but they are, they're calling gender-affirming care. It's the reverse of gender-affirming care. They, it's gender confusion care is actually what they are doing. If you are listening to Rachel Levine, that guy who is, he, I mean, that is a guy. He lived his whole life as a guy. That is it. I could lose, I guess we were off YouTube probably today. We had a good run. It was a hell of a run, you know? But if, if they take me off, you know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? I'll, I'll come out as trans and then they will have taken off a woman off YouTube, that's what we're gonna do. It's just, you guys get it, it's all so ridiculous and everyone gets it, everyone can see through it. It is pure nonsense. It is not affirming to chop off a young child's genitals, it's not. But because we try here at the show, I said, I said guys, please find me a Democrat. There must be a sane Democrat. There has to be one sane Democrat. And we did find one, although she wasn't treated very well by the Democrats. You know, this 50th anniversary of Title IX really highlights the incredible opportunities and progress that have been made over the last 50 years. And so when you see actions like those taken by the Biden administration today and a lot of the, uh, the changes that we've seen that are essentially pointing to the erasure of women, both through actions like, uh, hey, we're, we're not gonna call, use the word mother, or father in legislative language. We're not gonna say a, uh, a mother. We're gonna call someone a birthing person. Uh, and then you see the Biden administration really rejecting the objective reality that there are biological differences between a man and a woman, a male and a female. And so I felt it was so important to stand with these brave athletes and their families today who came out really to say, hey, yes, there are very clear differences and there are very negative consequences to the decisions that are being made by this administration and others that are hurting girls and women. Yeah, truth, and ain't it refreshing when you hear a little bit of truth. Uh, as you know, of course, Tulsi Gabbard was a congresswoman. I'm not a biologist, but I know she's a chick. Uh, from Hawaii, she ran for president. The DNC basically tried to destroy her. Hillary Clinton said that she was a Russian asset. And then Joe Biden chose Kamala Harris, who was polling at zero within her own party instead of possibly looking at uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and in which case, imagine just how different this all could be if they would have done something honest instead of something woke. Uh, but of course, it's not just Rachel Levine and all of these ridiculous people. 
It's what's happening culturally. So this is really incredible. So you guys know Chris Rufo from the Manhattan Institute who I've had on the show many times. I think he's on on Friday, right? Chris Rufo is gonna be on the panel on Friday. He has done an absolutely incredible job of exposing what's going on over at Disney and what's going on at many of these woke corporations. He's the one that leaked that original internal video uh, from the diversity, equity, and inclusion group at Disney where they were talking about uh, their secret gay agenda or as they called it, their not so secret gay agenda and all of the ways that they were trying to confuse kids about gender. Well, he found video from a new Disney show called Baymax and uh, watch what they're subtly doing here. Yeah, men can have periods, here we go. Excuse me, which of these products would you recommend? Oh, um, well, these are the tampons I usually use. Thank you. I prefer pads. They're more comfortable for me. Thank you. I always get the ones with wings. Thank you. Get them scented and bleach free if you can. Thank you. Yo, my daughter loves these. Thank you. These might be easier if it's her first period. Thank these you. are really environmentally friendly. What is going on here? What is going on here? So I don't know, is Baymax, is he a robot or an alien? Or is he an alien robot? Is he a boy or a girl? I have no idea. But yes, there was a boy character, a male character wearing a trans shirt, of course. Uh, and he says what kind of tampons he uses. What parent is letting their kids watch this shit? This absolute shit. They are coming for your children's brains. Is that not enough to get you to wake up to wokeness? I think so, uh, but okay, so these are all the, uh, the crazy issues that they're running on. They want boys to be girls. They want you to think that Donald Trump is commandeering a car to drive to the Capitol to God knows what he was gonna do there and a whole bunch more, uh, but what else? What else do they have? Well, they've got COVID-2, the sequel. Two years ago, COVID-19 didn't need any reminders about how critical investments in healthcare systems were and health, and health security is, both to fight the pandemic and to prepare for the next one, because it will not be the last pandemic we, under, we, we have to deal with. That's why the United States, together with the G7 partners and the World Bank, are investing in a new industrial-scale vaccine manufacturing facility in Senegal, and to prepare for the next one, because it will not be the last pandemic we, under, we, we have to deal with. All right, as always, he cannot say one complete sentence without slurring, without reading properly, et cetera, et cetera. But yes, they're bringing back COVID. Do not think that they won't do it. Do not think they won't inject it with a little monkey pox and spin it around in a centrifuge and sneeze it all over you to scare the hell out of you because so many of the markers are showing that they are gonna get decimated in the midterms. And then what will they do? What will they do once COVID comes back? The same people who are out on the streets right now saying, my body, my choice, leave me alone, my body, individual rights, personal autonomy, et cetera, et cetera. They will be demanding that you be injected with their experimental concoction of lunacy. That's what they'll be doing. And it will be cheered on by all of the mainstream media. We put this video together. I think, Connor, this might be your finest work. It's just... So perfect. Here's Whoopi Goldberg versus Whoopi Goldberg. I don't want to force anybody. I don't want anybody coming in my house telling me how to raise my daughter and what she needs because they don't know. Well, you know, it's my rights. and Okay. But I don't care 
I will tell you, this is my body. And nobody, you, you know, you got people telling me I got to wear a mask or don't wear a mask or do this. Everybody wants to tell me what to do, but you won't let me make my decision about my body. You are not the person to make that decision. My doctor and myself and my child, that's who makes the decision. We need to do, we need to do this. And it's not going to, it's not going to allow us to be without masks until we all do it, because quite frankly, I'm not going outside until I know everybody outside has had the shot. When you tell me what I need to do with my doctor and my family, how dare you? How dare you tell us what to do? Well, put a damn mask on, because you know, I'm sick of talking about your rights. Let's talk about my rights. My rights are as important to me as yours are to you. I don't want to get sick. Put a bloody mask on, man. Girl, please stop talking. <laughs> Girl, please stop talking. Connor, you're getting guacamole today. Uh, that's just a perfect example of what these people do, right? Two years of you have to behave how we want you to behave. You have to inject yourself with certain things. You have to put masks on your face. And now for the last two weeks, leave me alone. The government has no right to do anything. I don't have to listen to anybody else. I am in charge of my own health care. Blah, 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 blah. That's not evolving politically. That's devolving politically in your thoughts. Uh, so let's bring this whole thing full circle because uh, there's this AOC girl. And uh, unlike Myra Flores from Texas, who's got some of the right ideas and they refuse to say her name on television, this girl gets plastered all over TV. She was on Colbert last night, but before we show you that, uh, here she is screaming about what she's gonna do related to abortions. I'll start with the babiest of the babiest of the baby steps. Open abortion clinics on federal That's lands right. and red states right now. Do you realize how twisted it is? How re she repeatedly said the baby of the baby of the baby steps while she's talking about abortion. Like these people are genuinely evil. I just don't know how to say it in any other way. Uh, what she's calling for there is abortion clinics on federal land. Now the Supreme Court just has decided through the reversal of Roe that the federal government has nothing to do with abortion. So I'm fairly certain the federal government funding abortion, meaning using federal funds for something that the Supreme Court has just decided has nothing to do with the federal government would be illegal. I know they don't care about the constitution. They don't care about the Supreme Court unless it does what they want and all of that. But these people are just absolute maniacs. But what happens when you're a progressive maniac? You get on all of the TV shows and you get to be uh, basically massaged by uh, Stephen Colbert, who is one of the least funny people in the history of the world, uh, for three segments. She did three segments last night, not just like a two minute thing. She did three full segments. Oh, full, chock full of comedy. Here's just a tiny bit. Uh, you know, there's some speculation as to whether President Biden is going to run in 2024. There's some there's some reports that he's a little frustrated that people keep asking because he keeps on saying yes. And people go, are you sure? Are you sure? Um, you know, uh, I know somebody who's going to turn 35 uh, about a month before the election in 2024. And uh, they represent New York's 14th. Uh, is, is that job appealing to you at all? Um, 
I think that... Theoretically. Uh, listen, I think that we need to focus on keeping a democracy mm -hmm. for anybody to be president in, in the next couple of years. And that's my central focus, is helping the people of this country. Right so now. it's possible. So it's possible. I don't know about that. Well, I don't know about that. I'm just here to get you in trouble. <laughs> exactly. You're that's getting me in trouble. Get you in trouble. I don't know about that. First off, putting aside her fake laughter and just the way the whole machine massages her. And you can see they're pushing Biden out. Joe, you fool. And I get you're muddled and confused and you didn't know what you were getting into in the first place. And there's a special place in hell for Dr. Jill Biden because of what she's done to you. But they're pushing you out, old man. And you can see how the machine's doing it. Colbert, I mean, when they do these things, this is all planned. He works for CBS. It's a giant corporation that basically is telling him what to say through a series of writers and executive producers and all of those things. And we're, le okay, let's start talking to AOC. Remember, just remember, a month ago, nobody was talking about if there's anything wrong with Biden, if he's too uh, mentally compromised or whatever else it might be. Now everyone's kind of talking about it. And guess what? That's gonna keep going as his approval ratings keep going down. So the machine is pushing you out, you old bastard. And it's going to now prop up this crazed communist. Ooh, I, I wanted to do it. I was gonna do C word. I was gonna do C word. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. My, my better angels were saying, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I don't like her. So anyway, the point of all of this today is to bring this thing full circle, is that we started with the, with the Joe Rogan stuff. Joe Rogan saying that he will likely vote for DeSantis. Elon Musk saying he will likely run, uh, vote for DeSantis. That is the red pilling of America. There is a reality out there, and if you pay, to, pay attention to mainstream, it ain't easy to see. But in the reality of America, in terms of what people care about, inflation, some of the other stuff that we talked about, there is a side that's doing it better. And then there's another side that is massaged by the media, that wants you afraid of COVID, that wants you to think that Donald Trump commandeered a car, and that wants to turn your sons into daughters. So if you'd like to vote for them, good luck with all of that. All right, we got a couple comments from the locals community. Anya says, affirming doesn't seem to be a strategy for any other mental illness. Why is that? You know, that's really interesting. That actually is really interesting. Like if you think that you're a donkey or if you think that you're a, uh, a airplane, would they affirm that? No, uh, that is not to say that, and I'm just tired of saying these sorts of things, that you shouldn't have sympathy for people that are trans, that have gender dysphoria. But we know that most people grow out of it. And the idea that we're doing this to kids is completely insane. And that, you're t that you would take advice from Rachel Levine, who lived his whole life as a man until a couple years ago and is now saying that your young kids should have their breasts chopped off or their genitals chopped off. I mean, it's, it's, it's genuinely psychotic. So there is no other way to talk about it uh, than to address it as such. Uh, Ann Parker says, at the primaries in Oklahoma, it appeared Republicans came out three to one to Democrats. Well, look, Oklahoma obviously is a red state. And uh, I know the governor just won his, uh, in, within the party last night, uh, the Republican nomination, so that's great. I met him last week, actually, really good guy, and I think we're gonna, we're gonna try to get him on the show. He's got some interesting stuff there that he's fighting the federal government on right now uh, related to Native American land and what the feds are trying to force them to do in Oklahoma. Uh, but yes, the signals for the red wave are strong, but please, people, don't get overconfident. That is literally the worst thing that you could do right now uh, because there is a lot of time. There is a lot of time, a summer of violence, COVID-2, whatever it is, there's just a lot of time. So don't get overconfident, keep your eye on the ball and note, as I tried to do in this show, that other people are waking up too. Uh, Jordan says, can't wait to see you at the Miami Improv. That's right, Miami Improv, July 14th. And Christina Pouchon, 
She is Ron DeSantis' press secretary. She's absolutely a, a fire thrower when it comes to destroying the mainstream media. She's gonna join me on stage. I may get a couple other local Miami uh, Twitter people and uh, quasi-celeb politi politics type people uh, who will join me. You can get tickets at DaveRubin.com slash events. As always, if you wanna chat live during the show, go to RubinReport.locals.com. We've got a cold close for you in a moment. Part one of my interview with South Dakota Governor Christy Nome is up right now. The full thing is already up ad-free at Locals. My panel on Friday is Chris Rufo, who I mentioned earlier, uh, the brilliant Spencer Clavin from the Daily Wire, and Josh Hammer, who is the op-ed, the head of the op-ed section at Newsweek, which is like completely bananas. They have an actual sane person running the op-ed page of Newsweek. Who knew? Anything's possible. Anyway, uh, I've enjoyed the show today. I hope you did too. Here's Kamala Harris calling uh, Joe... Here's Kamala Harris calling Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. Here's Kamala Harris calling Joe Biden a racist. Um, I do not believe you are a racist. And I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. But I also believe, and it's personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. So I will tell you that on this subject, it cannot be an intellectual debate among Democrats. We have to take it seriously. We have to act swiftly. As Attorney General of California, I was very proud to put in place a, a requirement that all my special agents would wear body cameras and keep those cameras on. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.